What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, March 12th. I'm Akila Hughes. And I'm Gideon Resnick, and this is What a Day, the daily news podcast recommended by four out of five handsome dentists. You think they'll date me? Perhaps. You think so? If you impress them enough. It doesn't sound like you're confident. <laughs> Maybe the first four will. I don't know about the fifth. Uh, all right. <laughs> He's racist. <laughs> On today's show, the next steps for the Democratic presidential campaigns, then some headlines. But first, some new action from the Trump administration on coronavirus. All right, we're not going to sugarcoat it. It's officially a pandemic. We are talking about COVID-19. The mysterious coronavirus. The coronavirus in China. Deadly new strain of coronavirus. The dangerous coronavirus from China. More than 200 cases of coronavirus. Coronavirus. Yeah, when he says more than 200 cases, it's like (laughs) way more peaceful than the current. How quaint. Over 100,000. Yikes. Yeah, well, yesterday, the World Health Organization increased the health emergency to its highest level, pandemic. Mm -hmm. Akilah, do you want to explain what that actually means? Yeah, fine. I I really would prefer to report on some good news, but (laughs) I don't know. I wish I could make these promises. Yeah. All right. Well... A pandemic is a very particular distinction. The CDC says a pandemic is, quote, an epidemic that has spread over several countries or continents, usually affecting a large number of people. And this is compared to an epidemic, which is an increase, often sudden, in the number of cases of a disease above what is normally expected in that population in that area. So we're really talking about the spread. Right. Um, and at the time of recording, more than 4,000 people in 114 countries have died from COVID-19. 120,000 people have tested positive. And the World Health Organization thinks we need to start taking this very, very seriously. Yeah, agreed. Um, but, you know, that might be hard given the sort of crisis of authority in the United States mm-hmm. with federal health officials and President Trump contradicting one another often. What is going on there? A lot. So let's start with what Trump had to say last night in his address from the Oval Office. After consulting with our top government health professionals, I have decided to take several strong but necessary actions to protect the health and well-being of all Americans. To keep new cases from entering our shores, we will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. Wow. So Trump went on to say that the restriction does not include the U.K. There has been some confusion over how the policy is going to work. And even as we go to record, we're still getting clarification on things. You know, for example, according to the Department of Homeland Security, the travel restriction only applies to foreign nationals, not U.S. citizens. Right. And this is the first time that it's sort of seemed as as though Trump is taking this seriously. In recent days, he's been comparing coronavirus to the yearly flu, mm. railing against Vanity Fair for reporting on the lackluster government response as fake news. Yeah. So 
just shifting gears then away from the White House, there was testimony yesterday from federal health officials. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So earlier in the day, Anthony Fauci from the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases spoke to the House Oversight and Reform Committee about the response to the coronavirus. Based upon the current trajectory, how many people do you think will get this new virus and how many people do you think will die? Cannot predict. And that's I know you can't predict, but there must be, you know, you, 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 we have a graph. We have the beginning of a graph. We know this is going to go up. We have the experience of China. We have the experience of Italy. Yeah. Um, can, you, can you give us some projections? It is going to be totally dependent upon how we respond to it. So I can't give you a number. If, if, if we now sit back complacently... I'm not asking to be complacent. I'm asking for a realistic... I mean, that's what the public is looking I for. I can't give you a realistic number until we put into the factor of how we respond. If we are complacent and don't do really aggressive containment and mitigation, the number could go way up and be involved in many, many millions. If we taught to contain, we could flatten it. So there's no number answer to your question until we act upon it. Yeah. And, you know, by the way, kudos to Anthony Fauci for continuing to keep us informed. You know, he's consistently taking this seriously Mm -hmm. and he's not letting politics get in the way of telling the truth, which we need, you know, just level headed shit on display finally. And just to reiterate here, he's saying we need to take containment efforts that requires testing and tracing cases and mitigation efforts like limiting large public gatherings. And speaking of that, let's do a quick update on some of the larger cancellations that have happened over the last 24 hours. Yeah. So one of the biggest ones, or maybe the biggest one, the NBA has suspended games until further notice. And that's after a player tested positive for coronavirus, Rudy Gobert on the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Look up Rudy Gobert and microphones and watch your be very disappointed early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the NCAA March Madness Tournament announced that the six rounds of gameplay will also be sans fans, which means, you know, empty. Um, and honestly, if there aren't fans, they might as well play in like a high school gym because what's the point of, you know, wasting the energy on a huge stadium? Right. Uh, additionally, E3, the biggest gaming convention in the U.S., is canceled this year. And just FYI, the federal government hasn't mandated the cancellation of any large events yet. These are all independent businesses making the decision to cancel on their own. And some sad news. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus. Hanks said he and his wife tested positive while in Australia, where he is set to begin production on a film. We wish them the best. And last thing for today, we went through the White House. We went through cancellations of events. What's going on with Congress? All right. So Senate Republicans blocked an emergency paid sick leave bill designed to give vulnerable service industry workers the time off that they often lack. Uh, But perhaps the House will have better luck. So Democratic representatives are expected to vote today on a stimulus package to give economic assistance to those same Americans that the Senate thinks shouldn't have paid leave in these very uncertain times. That package would include enhanced unemployment benefits, paid sick leave again, and a boost in the availability of food stamps. All right. We're going to keep you posted on all the updates since the story isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And if you're in a place where people are questioning the reality of this story or not taking it seriously, they should know that it is real and it is serious. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands like you just unclogged your own shower drain. And if you can, work remotely. You know, just try to do so. Following the primary on Tuesday, we have some more updates on the state of the 2020 presidential race. 
First, the latest results. North Dakota got called for Senator Bernie Sanders. That's his first win in a night that was otherwise a romp for former Vice President Joe Biden. And Washington state is still tallying votes, and it's too close to call. Sanders, who didn't speak on election night, gave his first speech yesterday, where he shared some updates on his campaign. Gideon, take us through what he had to say. Yeah, so Sanders started, as he often has at events throughout the campaign, stressing the importance of defeating Trump at all costs. Mm -hmm. He acknowledged that Tuesday night was not the best for his campaign and even conceded that he was, quote, losing the debate over electability to Biden, a theme we've talked about many times on the show. Mm -hmm. Yet Sanders talked about something that we mentioned on our episode yesterday, that polling indicates ideas that he has championed are very popular with voters and that he's overwhelmingly winning with younger voters so far. And so his message in part was the Democratic Party has to ensure that they continue talking about these issues and engaging with these voters. And Sanders also said that he still plans on being in the next debate with Biden, where he has a few questions for him. On Sunday, I very much look forward to the debate in Arizona with my friend Joe Biden. And let me be very frank as to the questions that I will be asking Joe. Joe, what are you going to do for the 500,000 people who go bankrupt in our country because of medically related debt? And what are you going to do for the working people of this country and small business people who are paying on average 20 percent of their incomes for health care. So Sanders used that construction. What are you going to do for tons of issues spanning mm -hmm. climate change, mass incarceration, health care and more? And in the past week or so, Sanders has been litigating Biden's previous record to contrast himself. But reporting throughout a lot of this campaign has shown that Sanders doesn't really want to dig in and attack him so hard mm -hmm. because he genuinely likes him and doesn't like going negative. Mm -hmm. And so what he's been left with is this litigation of the past votes. And that hasn't really panned out in terms of electoral wins. Mm -hmm. We saw that for a, a stark example in Michigan where Sanders was talking about Biden's prior trade positions and it didn't lead to victory on Tuesday. Right. So this new speech from Sanders seems to reflect two things. One, that if Sanders is going to get back into this race, he wants to use the debate as the opportunity to try and do so. And two, that if Sanders is not the nominee, he wants to make sure that his voters are spoken to and that Biden adopts some of the progressive policies that have animated voters throughout the campaign. Yeah. And on that point, you know, he could be really effective in doing that. He's already pulled the conversation and the party to the left on things like minimum wage, climate change, healthcare stuff you literally just mentioned. But, you know, we'll just have to see. Meanwhile, coronavirus is continuing to impact how these political campaigns will actually look. We spoke yesterday about Sanders and Biden canceling events in the Cleveland area this week. But what's the latest? Yeah. So given the prior cancellation, Sanders doesn't have anything on his schedule until the debate on Sunday. But the campaign is planning for teletown halls and live streamed addresses. Um, the debate itself is actually not even going to have a live audience. So we might see some elbow bumping from <laughs> Biden and Sanders, which would definitely be gifable. Then yesterday, Biden canceled events in Illinois and Florida and is instead doing virtual events as well, which I can only assume means he will appear by hologram. I doubt that they have the technology ready for him specifically. <laughs> Maybe they do. We'll find out. <laughs> Additionally, today, Biden is set to give remarks on the coronavirus, which has become a natural political focus of both campaigns at the moment. They're having to kind of navigate both the logistics of 
how do you actually campaign when something like this is right. happening and the response that both of them want to present uh, to the outbreak and, and what they would do. On top of that, it, it also just seems like nothing else is breaking through news-wise besides updates on the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you know, and as other news is happening, we're going to keep covering it, but it it's just the dominant story right now. We didn't realize that this is what the year would be at the beginning of the year. We really didn't know. Meanwhile, on the event front, the current vice president, Mike Pence, who is running the government response to the outbreak, <laughs> running. yeah, is still planning to attend a campaign event in Wisconsin next week for an upcoming congressional special election. One of the other things that we're going to be looking at is how this all actually impacts voting next Tuesday. Just one small example, five Phoenix area polling locations are already set to be moved from senior living facilities to protect vulnerable residents. Yeah, that's next week. But even beyond that, there's still about half the primary to go. So we're going to have to watch that closely. As of now, how have President Trump's plans changed in terms of campaigning? Yeah, it's a, it's a really fluid situation. Um, but even Trump, who had seemed to have been resistant to making changes to his campaign schedule, has started to make changes to mm-hmm. his campaign schedule. After his address on uh, Wednesday, there was news that Trump would not be traveling to Colorado and Nevada later this week for a fundraiser and a convention. But prior to that, the Trump campaign announced a new event launching, quote, Catholics for Trump in Milwaukee on March 19th. (laughs) That has now also been postponed. And earlier this week, Pence said that he and Trump will continue to shake hands, though, due to their specific line of work. Watt official policy does not condone this behavior, and neither does the CDC. Okay, we'll keep you updated on the presidential race and how the coronavirus might be affecting it in the future. Stay safe out there. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they are incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about, mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will say <laughs> I did not know clothes could be – This is I'm being dead honest. I did not know clothes could be as comfortable as they are before I had Viore. Yes. Clothes can be so comfortable. Nobody told me. Smooth like butter, soft so good. on the skin. I, I just love living in Viore. Viore is offering What A Day listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash wad. And enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. What A Day is brought to you by Monarch Money. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it easy to help you reach your financial goals. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, your investments, transactions, and more all in one place. You can create custom budgets, track your progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. really just makes it easy. After trying out Monarch for yourself, you'll understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash wad. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash wad for your extended 30-day free trial. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. 
therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit BetterHelp.com slash WAD today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WAD. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. Hundreds of protesters flooded the streets of Raleigh, North Carolina, after a police officer shot a man during a foot chase. Javier Torres was allegedly running away from the police Tuesday night before he was shot in the stomach. His condition is currently unknown. Local news outlets reported that Torres was holding only a pizza box, but the police chief later said that Torres was also holding a gun. Police body cam footage has yet to be released, which could help clarify what happened. The department announced they'll likely release the video soon. Shortly after the news broke, demonstrators came out until the early hours of Wednesday, blocking major streets and burning a flag in front of the governor's mansion. Officer-involved shootings are not new in Raleigh. In fact, a police officer shot someone in the exact same area just last year. Harvey Weinstein was sentenced to 23 years in prison on charges of sexual assault and rape. That could effectively be a life sentence for the disgraced movie producer who is 67 years old and in poor health. Just yesterday, Weinstein was transferred to a hospital due to chest pains. Before the sentencing, two of the victims gave powerful statements about how his actions changed their lives for the worse. Weinstein took the opportunity to ramble about how men were being negatively impacted by the Me Too movement, throw him under the jail. (laughs) He has the next 23 years to think about how insane that is. Weinstein's lawyer says he plans to appeal the sentencing in July. But even before that happens, L.A.'s district attorney's office announced they're planning to begin the process of extraditing Weinstein to California. The man got got. Uh, The government response to COVID-19 has been slow, but one group moved fast. It's our nation's noble coalition of grift. The Wall Street Journal found more than 100 counterfeit safety masks and respirators listed on Amazon, along with widespread price gouging that brought the price of one two-ounce bottle of hand sanitizer to $459. Was it used to sanitize the Hope Diamond? I don't know. (laughs) At least seven online companies got called out last week by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the Federal Trade Commission for selling dubious coronavirus treatments. These included teas, essential oils, tinctures, and one product sold by Alex Jones that only can be described as a magical silver toothpaste. We apologize in advance of this clip of Mr. Jones. The patented nano silver we have, the Pentagon has come out and documented and Homeland Security and said this stuff kills the whole SARS corona family at point blank range. Well, of course it does. It kills every virus. Okay, Jones knows a thing or two about oral health. As you can tell from his voice, he's truly always gargling. (laughs) Folks, this is the last time we'll talk about Magic Silver on this podcast. Please do not pay $90 for it. Or ever watch an Alex Jones video. All right. The preferred energy drink of tatted up high schoolers driving Jeeps, <laughs> Rockstar, was just bought by PepsiCo for $3.85 billion. Rockstar has the unique brag of being the first energy drink to come in the now ubiquitous 16-ounce can. 16 ounces, by the way, is the exact amount of energy drink your body needs to play Xbox and then ignore your mom for 48 hours. <laughs> PepsiCo's new CEO is trying to diversify as health-conscious consumers buy fewer sugary drinks. Last year, the company spent $3.2 billion to buy out SodaStream. Global spending on energy drinks rose by 9.9% last year, so it's about time PepsiCo joined up with a rock star. And I'm not talking about Dave Grohl. Giving that a Dave groan. 
<laughs> Learn to fly, Gideon. And those are the headlines. By the way, it's census time. The census is officially available today for you to go fill it out online. Head to my2020census.gov. Remember, this shit is important. It's how we make sure we have proper representation in Congress, the White House, and get access to federal funding. Don't go uncounted. And one more thing. The citizenship question will not be on the census. And the information you provide on the census cannot be subpoenaed by ICE or any government agency. So fill it out, people. My2020census.gov. That's all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, guess how many marbles we have in our jar, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just curse words carved into desks at schools like me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Akila Hughes. I'm Gideon Resnick. And, and there's, there's no, no such, such thing, thing as magic, magic toothpaste. toothpaste. Just mint. Just crest. <laughs> Put that silver colloidal in your body and feel the rush. <laughs> What a Day is a product of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Charlotte Landis. Sonia Tun is our assistant producer. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our senior producer is Katie Long. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.